Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Quenta Quenta Podcast. This is Angela. And this is KP. Today we have a very special guest. She is an actor, model, creative. We have Jahela. Please welcome her. Hey guys. What's up, Jahela? How are you doing? How are you doing? I am good. Um, Can you say like a little bit about yourself for our viewers? Yeah. Readers? Readers. Yeah. Readers? Who's reading this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) It's the weirdest podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we got the podcast um, on PDF. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Manuscript. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I um creative person. I love fashion, so I, I love to model. And I just love, like, designing and things like that. And then I also really just love, um, predominantly, TV and film acting. Hmm. So I just love visuals entirely. Um, and, yeah, and I'm also Christian, so... Awesome. We're so happy that you're here with us. Um, Thanks for having me, guys. I'm eating pandisal with butter. (laughs) What are you guys eating? I'm eating, you know, OG noodles. There we go. (laughs) Nice. I'm very classic like that. Do you put anything on your noodles? Like my brother-in-law put like some um, some butter and some like pepper and stuff like the other day. Yeah. 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 I love to put pepper on my noodles. Mm. Sometimes I'll get fancy with it. Put some, um, I'll put some uh, egg on there as well as um, scallops. Okay, yeah. oh, that is fancy. Wow, yeah. scallops, nice. Um, well, I'm eating. Um, I'm eating just like you. Uh, not panda sal, but panda ube. We had that. Ooh. So it's basically um, kind of. So it's like it's in a panda sal, which is like it's a, just a dinner roll bread type. But inside, there's um, taro, so kind of like the purple yam, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like, yeah, it's all creamy and stuff. It's a very, oh. very nice, sweet, unique taste. Nice. That's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's it really good. Sweet. It's um, it's more, well, it's more, of, it's more of a dessert type because it's very oh, okay. sweet because of the, yeah. like, the sweet yam. Yeah. Mm. But it's, it's really good. It's one of my favorite things to have in, in moderation because it's so sweet. <laughs> Yeah. 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 It's, like it's almost like eating like bread candy almost. So. Ooh. Sounds addicting. Did I ever tell you, Ty, tell you guys the time that I got a tattoo by a pastor? What? <laughs> yeah. Not, this is not like, this is not like membership, right? You don't have to, you didn't do this to like, so you can enter the church, right? Yeah. Because I totally yeah, go to that church. Yeah, so so basically, actually, so what happened was that this one night, you know, I couldn't sleep, and I was just praying because I read or listened to Joyce Meyer, and she was just saying that if you can't sleep, it means that you need to be like praying. So I was like, okay, I'll just be doing that. So I was praying, and out of nowhere, like I just kind of said out loud, like kind of on a loop almost, like I am that I am. And I thought I was going insane. Like, I thought I was like getting schizophrenia, like I was talking to myself and I was like, this is just not normal. Mm. So 
as anybody would do you know I called my mom my mom was like yeah you know you're not, you're not crazy and I was like oh okay and she was like yeah you know actually I've been praying um Joel to over you and your brother and um and Joel too actually just kind of talks about like the last day is like pouring out your God's spirit onto the young and the old both mm-hmm. conditions of prophesy all that stuff and I was like okay great like what do I do now and she was like um speak in tongues and I was like I don't know how to do that and she was like just open your mouth and just speak in tongues and then I just kind of did that and then um ever since then I kind of just wanted to like have that moment be like an imprint <laughs> and so it wasn't until February of this year that I uh I finally decided to get that tattooed on my arm in Hebrew and and yeah I mean it was just like a great experience it was like really fast but it was super painful the person who I had do the tattoo he was just really like quiet I asked him a lot of questions about like his own experiences and he was like yeah no like this really short answers and I was like this is gonna be like death um and then basically like I looked around I saw like a wall of like a family portrait and I was like oh like your family and like that just opened up the floodgates for him to like speak about his like life and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, nice. like I'm in good hands. So yeah, yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Can we see the tattoo? Yeah. Not that uh, anyone else is gonna see it because uh, <laughs> this is an audio podcast. But <laughs> so it's so they it's can in read he- it. It's, yeah. it's, in, it's <laughs> in Hebrew. He said, and what does it say exactly? I am that I am. I don't speak that. Hebrew, so I don't know how to say it in Hebrew. Okay. Although that would be really cool, but I am. Um, I think Yahweh is Hua, you Hua. I forgot. I forgot how to say. Yeshua. Yeah, but it's basically yeah. Well, Yeshua is like it's it's the um, it's 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 the harsher form because like okay. to actually say Hua like like I am is mm-hmm. it sounds more like breath because there are no real like there there's no there's no stop there, there's no stoppage there's no kind of like vowel type sounds. It's all like just like kind of consonant sounding. So a lot of people say that it sounds like breath, as in like the Genesis uh, story, as he breathed life. Um, that yeah. his like his like his name literally kind of means the breath of life. So he is breath. Ooh. Yeah, it's 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 dope. The the um like wow. the idea of even just the name of God being a breath. So anyway, that's really cool. Wow. Yeah. And you yeah. have a second uh, one also. Oh yeah, I do. So actually, you gotta really like be careful the... with that one, though, <laughs> because of the <laughs> finger that you're holding up. Yeah, I actually designed it intentionally because I because so, so actually, um, it's actually the correct spelling of my name. So my name's actually in the Bible, Jael. Um, it means "May God Live." Mm. But then, you know, on my birth certificate, my mom just kind of, I don't know, morphines, drugs, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Um, they just like kind of well well, yeah this is also a big debate though like Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if she spelled it correctly and they just like were really sloppy about making sure it was right or I'm not sure if she spelled it incorrectly and they just went with it but basically my name it has like this whole twist to it and like my mom has always asked me like oh do you want to like ever go to the court and change your name I was like eh (laughs) and I was like I'd rather just get a tattoo and just like oh like this is my name. <laughs> this is my name, though. Right like, you just hold it up. Right on my finger. So prominent. Just that finger. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. 
just to be cheeky that's about good. it gotta that's good that's good yeah. and then you also said that you had um so um in in lieu of all this happening and getting the tattoo you actually been writing poetry also to the kind of impart the experience that you've been having yeah yeah so i feel like um because of covid maybe a little bit even beforehand actually this year has just been really rough you guys like it was rough um mm-hmm. even like before covid it was rough but i so i feel like this poem just kind of helps me to put things into perspective and something that i wrote to kind of encourage myself and just to kind of dig deeper but basically it goes discouragement discourage you're dissing your courage you need a purpose calling before time began he called you not by your works but by his grace and purpose know that if he calls you by name you are equipped for greatness thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth and in me and that's it wow snap 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 <laughs> I can't actually snap. <laughs> oh, so what do you do instead of snapping? What in, instead of snapping? Yeah, do you like clap, Angela? Like, what do you? Um, I just do this, and hopefully, other people will join me. So Whoa, no one will see. Wait, hold that? on. Are you are you snapping with your pointer finger? <laughs> what is that wrong? I've never seen no, that. I just never seen it. Like I snap with my middle. Yeah. I snap with middle. Me too. Yeah, you I don't do that. With... How do you? I do this. Oh man, that's a talent I never. You think you know somebody, and and then they yeah. snap with Wait, their. Wait, why is it? Is that is it that weird? I feel like this is a hidden talent. It is talent. because I don't think uh, I think most people get trained to snap with their middle finger, but you get snap with your yeah. pointer finger. How do you how do you snap with your middle finger? You just start in the middle. With your thumb. You yeah, and then you end on yeah. your pointer. Like it uh, rests on your that's... pointer. Maybe that because I I like to take shortcuts, especially as a kid. So maybe I was like, why would I go through my middle finger, just straight to <laughs> index finger? You would have you would have totally blew my mind if you started like snapping with your ring finger. I'm like, it was just snapping. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I never knew that this was weird. It's okay. <laughs> I know now you're trying it now, and you're just like, I don't even know. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know the whole poet thing about snapping. Like I don't know. Like I learned it too. Like you go to enough poetry venues. Like we got this huge venue called the Poetry Lounge here in LA, uh, the largest, um, the largest open, what is it? Open mic poetry venue um, in the West Coast, if not the nation. Um, and um, everyone, they're like they clap and snap. They clap and snap. That's that, that's what it is, yeah. and then it's just like it's just kind of feeling it because like when I first started poetry, I was just like, hey, I'm doing that. I was just like, we, we, we clap, right? We clap, and then we're like, and you just you just don't want to not fit in. You're just like, yeah, okay, all right, yeah. I'll do it, yeah. And then <laughs> like, there's some there's some type of like, I don't know, like soothingness to snapping. It's like very like, hmm. like yeah. when you like, do it, rhythm. There's like a rhythm to it, you know. Mm-hmm. When you guys do it, it's soothing. Me, it's like <laughs> can barely hear. <laughs> I think also for me, it's just like more like, like it's kind of like snapping is more like aha, like applause is like oh you know that's a good point, but like snapping is more just like you're on point. It's like yes. that was from it was almost it's it's almost like a poetic amen. You're like that makes sense. Yeah. Like that totally makes sense. So when someone like because you have like a bar where you're just like. 
like when like um when you got discouragement when you said discouragement i was like this courage man i was like this courage i was like oh that's and it's just like the, the kind of aha moment yeah 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 mm-hmm. i feel like too with poetry like you're playing on the rhythms you're playing on like the words so when you even like i guess if you're writing poetry and if you're like snapping i write it to like make sure it rhymes Okay, yeah, okay, that could be that too. That could be that too. Do you uh, are are you into rhythmic poetry? Are you into more of the rhyme scheme, rhythm scheme type, or are you you feel like you're a bit more of just a, at least at this point, like um like a free verse, or yeah, more free verse. you're more free verse. Yeah. I tend to I, I tend to see like a lot of people like going into like I, I had I had like the most kind of different kind of thing like when I first started poetry everything had to be in a rhyme scheme but i liked it because like uh, i think yeah. a little bit for me like it's partly how i grew up like you know when i think of poetry i think of rhyme i think of rhythm yeah. um but then um but i also think like because uh, musically i was kind of a drummer so oh, i i sweet. like thinking of rhythm as well too i like i like think yeah. and i like thinking in musicality um yeah. and then that that totally changed the the more i got into my poetry the more i was just like 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 free verse sometimes like you don't need you don't need so many lines you don't need everything to rhyme to get to your to get your point across so yeah at the end of the day i just kind of went both ways i was just like i'll do rhythm sometimes and i'll do free verse sometimes and sometimes yeah, yeah. all in the middle so yeah i i read this like i think it was in um you guys read this book it's by erwin mcmanus no say again say again he's my pastor oh oh for real oh i love him uh it's called the artist and soul yes. and I actually yeah. got it as a Christmas present a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. But basically um, you know how everybody says like, Oh yeah. Creativity is like sky is the limit. And like, it's kind of like this abstract concept. And he was like, well, actually, no, it's not actually creativity is you have a pen and a paper. What are you going to do with these limited options? Mm-hmm. And he was mm-hmm. saying that like the more limitations there are, like that's what actually shows creativity. That's what actually mm-hmm shows like the abundance instead of saying mm-hmm. oh like it's, it's the, like out of sky's the limit or like out of all these resources that i have it's like actually the opposite i think a lot of times as well it's it's the um it's how much like analyzing and um and and really delving into the the limits of limitation in that, like, like if you have a pen and paper, um, it, it feels just like, oh, what I'm only limited. I only know, like, there's only so many words. But the thing is, no one has ever created, and I guess this goes into authorship too, like, no one has ever made the same combination of words on paper the same way. I mean, you can copy. You can go, you can you can buy a J.K. Rowling book and just, like, copy the Sorcerer's Stone. Like, you can do that if you want. Mm-hmm. But there's no, like, there, there's no story that, like, it's the same medium, though. Like it's still pen, it's still paper, but there are countless stories that can come out of that. So it's it, it's yeah. the idea of limits. It's the idea of it, it's the idea of man. I'm, I'm gonna get really pastoral, like in in that in this sense. But it's the idea that limits aren't there to limit you. Limits are there to show the expansiveness of how limitless the possibilities are. Ooh, um, say that again. <laughs> yeah. So like the limits are there to show you how expansive the 
I'm just saying what you actually I don't have to do that. Like I can I don't have to repeat it. <laughs> like you're telling me go repeat it. I'm like, no, I ain't gonna repeat it. You rewind, rewind the podcast. Um no, but like what I mean is like because we think about this and like and the argument of sin. And the argument of and the argument of um of of of, of the commandments and following the word. And the idea of following the word, the idea of following um, uh, the idea of living a life worthy of God's calling is not is not to limit you to the things that's that you're not supposed to do, but it's to keep you on the rails to show just show you how many unlimited things you can do. Mm, like with so like good. like yeah, so we we always think of the idea just like oh like you know God's just trying to spoil my fun or I can't do this mm-hmm. like these certain things. Mm-hmm. It's like no, God knows that you have that you have a quote unquote quote unquote unlimited potential but you have to stay you have to you have to stay in the lane you have to stay in your yeah. uh, upon the limitations that you've been given and uh, and artists know this artists know that if you're if, if you're a painter then there are only certain limits that you have with paint but if you're a good painter you can find out the unlimited the unlimited pigmentations that you can create in intermixing colors on palettes mm-hmm. then from yeah. from there then when you get into canvas there's there's a plethora of different things you can put on the canvas. Yeah, your medium yeah. is still paint, but mm-hmm. if you embrace the limitation, then you'll see the unlimited processes that can come out of that. Wow, that's so true. And even too, like, yeah. I guess, how would you guys describe like your seasons? Because I feel like right now, like we're all kind of limited in a way. Ooh. But it's been interesting <laughs> to see what are the uns like what were I guess in the past tense unseen limitations that show more in abundance like do you guys have any examples in your own lives for right now um well for me it's just trying to be like i found that i've been more creative in ways of trying to connect with people mm-hmm. so um like our church has a sisterhood so like mm-hmm. we'll make videos together or you know we'll make a podcast together you know yeah. like like different ways of how to connect with people um and also just like um figuring out how to adapt to um how things are going to be mm-hmm. like for example I'm writing a script for a movie and um amazing just just thinking of how is this going to be filmed when we can't really be together in one room or we can't really. So is it going to be virtual? Like are some people going to be outside? So it's just really like just trying to adapt. And, but also you're, it's also kind of a good thing because you're, you're being stretched in a way that you haven't been before. Like you're really forced to now like do things differently. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, um, for me, especially like it's, it's, it, it's the on the rails unlimitation. Uh, um, like for me, I got into streaming. I got into pod, more pod, much more podcasting than I ever had before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because the limitations got smaller. Like normally I would mm-hmm. think I was like, oh, like let's meet for a podcast. Let's have this whole big set. It's like, well, we don't have any of that anymore. We can't even meet in the same room. But at the same time, like um, being able to, to record, record with other people, um, across the country it just kind of like shows you see you didn't even need the room you didn't need the like fancy set you didn't need all that stuff all you needed was like all you needed was a mic headphones and that's kind of all you needed and um in in terms of creativity in terms of what happens in covid i think that's and we talked about this actually in in previous podcasts 
that's um, that you can't be you can't be defined by the limitation that that you're given. In fact, sometimes the limitation is made for you to find out the new possibilities. Mm. Um, I think I said it before in a previous podcast. It's like you have to you have to you have to reinvent the brush. Oof. Like if you have a brush and everyone's been using the same brush, mm-hmm. I you can you can change the game just by recreating your own brush having a new brush yeah. like yeah. you can't you can't blame the medium you can't blame just like well i can't do this anymore i can't do that anymore it's like well no one can that's but that, i think that's part of the point um yeah. is that we have to figure out well what can we do i think um yeah. and i'm gonna say it again like i said it i think in previous times like the church can learn a lesson from this and i hope mm. they do because it's like now yeah. you can't and it's funny, like, you know, you talk about um, Owen McManus, and I, I love the way that their church, because I go to that church. Yeah, I fact, like, I have the biggest crush on their son, like his son. Oh, is- man, his son is so dreamy. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. I know what you mean. And he's so just like on fire for God. He's just yeah. like his dad. And he's just like, yeah. and um, the daughter as well. Too. I'm about to Google. This no, man, and, the, yeah. and, and his daughter, his daughter's like one of the leads of the worship team. And she has like yeah, so. I love their new such album. Innocent yeah. voice. I love their new song, Fountain. That yeah. song, that song is, that that song is, Elvis songs as well too. Like, um, I know like, um, freaking, what's that? What What's that one other one? Um, Elevation. Elevation also has some really good songs during the season as yeah. well too. Um, but Fountain, I am good. I love that song because, like, the, the hook is just it gets me. Like, yeah. I am good. You say I'm good. I'm good. I am I'm worthy. I'm called. I am loved, loved by, by you. you. I was like, uh, oh, I, just a t- just a statement. I am good because you say I'm good, and yeah. I'm not good because like I I've done everything to be good. In fact, like everything right. that I do is bad. But I'm good because you say. It. That 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 line can preach during a time like this as well too. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm good because you say I'm good. It's it just kind of gives yeah. the hope that like God called us to find the good in it. Mm-hmm. So that's what we should be fighting for. Yeah. Like even in the times that we have right now, they don't look good, but God yeah. promises. But there is good because I said there's good in it. Oof. I don't know. I'm, I'm even to, oh my God! Even to going back to his book. Mm-hmm. Or like um, the same book, Artist and Soul. He says how I don't think I have it with me here, but he says how I'm going to paraphrase this right now. But he sure. says how basically um, notice how God says like in Genesis, God made like basically the sky and it was good. God made this and it was good. It was never like God made this and it was great. It was awesome. It was whatever, whatever. Like mm-hmm. because the word mm-hmm. good has. Well, for one, I think it had a different connotation in that time period and like this language wise. But it's interesting how even when we translate it to now, the word good doesn't have the same sting or the same weight. But mm-hmm. good just means like it's a consistency, like it's like it's mm-hmm. there. It's always there. Whereas great is very like emotion. It's very like basically it's supposed to be like a superlative it's like supposed to make you be like grandiose whereas good is like it's here it's always going to be here it's like good it's good it's good it's kind of like joy like joy is oh i guess christians right like we are like promised joy in all times now whether you feel it that's on you whether you access it that's on you but it's there like it's always going to be there for us mm-hmm. yeah good yeah, that sort of goes back to like a question I had because your poem is about discouragement and and like 
because sometimes I'm like, yes, I, I like what you said. Joy is always there. I'm like, yeah, it's there. But I'm like, I can't. I don't know yeah. how to get there. Like when you're when you're really like down yeah. and you're really just trying to like like just recently, I'm just praying like every night for something to just go away, like all this feeling mm-hmm. to go away. And it's like, well, I'm praying and praying and praying. When is it yeah. going to happen? You know. Yeah. So I I don't know how do you guys oh deal goodness. with that? Like I I can totally relate to that. I feel like for me. Um, I feel like it's I feelings where having feelings and wanting it to go away but I think for me the two folds the two ends of the stick would be one those feelings would be kind of in a way like a response to external and like the world's happening especially to like with my community the black community and like dealing with a lot of these feelings a lot of these like traumas and issues and wanting to have these like burdens be lifted away but on this end of, of mm-hmm. the spectrum of what I'm feeling it's it's more so about God is saying okay I kind of want you to feel this so that way you are driven with purpose that way you are healing mm-hmm. I want you to feel this so that way you're also interceding um but I've also been on the other end where just like more individual like I guess feelings of feeling like apathetic of feeling like sad in my own personal life and like praying that away mm-hmm. but um but I've realized that God is God was I guess like trying to tell me that actually I want you to pray through it because when you pray through it it's like I don't know how to exactly explain it correctly but when you're praying through something you're not trying to like diminish it and say it's gone like you're acknowledging the pain mm. is there, mm-hmm. but at the same time too, you're you're acknowledging that hey, we're human. Humans are complicated. We're multifaceted, so I can feel sad, but I, yet I can still have joy. Mm. And it's weird mm. because if you look at even like Job, like Job was like going through the worst of it, and never once did he like question God. But obviously, you can tell he was like sad, distraught. He was even like saying like I curse, I curse the day I was born. But then it was, mm. like, he still was in it in the long haul. So it's, like, I guess on this end of the spectrum, it's, like, creating the space, acknowledge both feelings, so I acknowledge that I can hold the capacity. I can have the capacity for both spaces and both things. And actually, it's the joy that enables you, that empowers you to pray through, like, lamentations. That gives you the energy mm. to do so there's a certain sustainability of the good rather than great. And I think a lot of times it's like maybe, maybe a lot of times, especially um, in all facets of life, I guess I'll focus on the church since we're on that topic, that, mm. that we tend to, we tend to focus on the awesome. Yeah. We tend to focus on just like, Oh, that was an awesome event. That was an awesome worship set. That was an awesome, but we tend to forget the blessing of the sustain the sustainable good just as you said joy joy is joy is a sustainable good because joy doesn't disappear when things stop being awesome when Mm -hmm. things actually get worse you still have joy so like there's something there's something there there's such there's just a rich and 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 sadly some uh, many times ignored blessing of the good um and in, in lieu of that and in lieu of like the verse that you quoted in, in genesis it's funny that because when he created man he said it was very good 
And he didn't say it was awesome. He didn't say it was like, well, that was a really great thing I did at that one point point or moment in life. But he literally said that, no, man is very good. Because at every at every moment, maybe he was trying to tell us at every moment, like thing like because because of what God's doing within our lives, there's a sustainable good that man still has, that humans still have, that as much as as low. And it it, it is funny, is, is it not funny that like when you think about it, when you think about all the wars, all the all all the the pestilence, all the all the things that we as as humanity had wrought. Isn't it funny that that God still gives us the ability to bounce back into humanity, to find redeeming qualities? No matter how many wars, it never wiped out our, our race or civilization. Mm-hmm. At, after every single time, the word of God was still being preached, that, that, that restoration still came. Maybe that's what he meant. I mean, I'm just speculating, but at the same time, maybe that's what he meant, that man was very good. That no matter what was going on, no matter how many wars there were, like there was a goodness that would always be there, a hope, yeah. like an anchor to our soul. Wow. Like even now, thinking about now of all the different things that we're like fighting against, all the different protests and things that are going on even around us, I think is a testament of God, of God creating us for good and calling us good. And mm-hmm. you're good. You say I'm good. And as humanity, we're rising up and the good back because we've yeah. been not good for so long yeah that's, that's so 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 beautiful and I, especially because like if we're good it's because we're made in his image so it's like we're his children so the goodness that's in us is from god and that's his nature yeah. and i remember like i was listening to this sermon once earlier this year from c3 uh shout out to c3 by the way they're like an amazing church um, but basically, um, they're doing a sermon series on the Beatitudes and he was saying how, like, towards the end of it though, he was saying how, like, let's be sure, like, it was very flippant, but it was like, oh, it actually really convincing me to hit home. He was saying like, they like find the God in people because whether they know it or not, they're his children, whether they know it or not they are like designed and they have imprints and they have feelings or drives that are God given, whether they know it or not. So in New York city, like this week, try to try to have like the wherewithal to acknowledge that. But then like anybody you encounter and I was like, Whoa, that's so radical. So radical. And I think that like, if we, if we all kind of, I guess had that, like we wouldn't be in this position. Um, Unfortunately, we are, but I think that it's the response though is so different because I think that we are getting to that space. I think that's why the response is so like global, which has never been done before in history. I think I, I think I, we, I, we might have talked about this as well too, but it's like it it, it is that it it is that tenacity to move through like 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 more precarious situations that makes like artists more creative as well too. Like sometimes you need, and then yeah. like I remember, like one of our first first podcasts, I was even telling Angela, it's like you need to get yourself a relationship, break your heart, so you can like write another book. <laughs> I didn't really oh, mean I, that, I but this is like you know what I'm talking yeah. about. It's it's like um, yeah, and yeah, it's there's like... certain artists, like music artists, like I think it's Mary J. Blige, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, and there's another person thinking about oh, like 
some type of R&B dude. One dude always just writes about like things about heartbreak, and it's like okay. Oh, Neo, no, it's gay. <laughs> I love it. I love this song. You, you, you know what song I'm talking about? Like the whole, uh, um, it's the one where he goes, um, Go on, girl. um so sick of love songs, uh, so I'm yeah. so done with oh, wishing yeah, yeah. you were still here. Oh, so yeah, exactly. And it's just like, yeah, and it's just like stuff like that. We're just like, you can tell that that breakup was just so hard, yeah. but it's like, but also a really great song. Yeah. yeah. I think that as artists, like, it, artists kind of fall art. into the trap of, like, because the pain is what fuels their creativity, but it's like sometimes you kind of self inflict pain. And it's such a, yeah. a dangerous trap to get into. Mm-hmm. It's so tempting. Yeah. It's something. That's a lesson that I've learned, especially throughout 2019. I realized that I kind of self-sabotage Ooh. my life in order to create yeah. stories or create drama. I'm guilty um, of that too. But yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's it's not a good thing to do. But also, it's like as it's sort of like a gift and a curse mm-hmm. as an artist that you have to live a certain way. That's why a lot of artists are eccentric yeah. and stuff like that. Like you have to live a certain way in order to tap into that thing that normal people yeah. don't really tap into but yeah yeah uh, but i think it's a good mindset in terms of living like in the long run like you have this idea that um you tackle situations differently like if you have an artist mindset sometimes mm-hmm. because a lot of times people will just be like you know things are bad happening i was like well why are things happening bad in my life it's a very mm-hmm. reflective it's a very you know like mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's it's very common. It's just like if bad things are happening, I was like, oh, what was me? Why are bad things happening? Yet at times, like the whole artist mindset is like bad things are happening. It's like, okay, what can I take from this situation and make it beautiful? Mm. Or make, mm. make a piece of art from it or reflect? Or what kind of emotional being like like or state of nature am I going through? And how can I how can I portray this? For other people to understand yeah. not just what i'm going through or but also how i'm yeah. getting out of it or what it's leading me to believe um but it, it it's it's a it, it's an interesting that artists do because because yeah like they can see a breakup and a normal person would just like i don't know why he loves me anymore but the artist would be like it's like okay what emotions what 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 what, what was i feeling yeah. like what, what, what were the different things and they'll write a freaking yeah, well, they'll they'll do a whole art set. Yeah. They'll do a whole album. Like yeah. they'll make a whole like art piece mm-hmm. about like these are the emotions. This this is what love looks like. But like, um, my, a, a um a what is it called? Um, a mentor of mine. Um, his name is Bo Sia. He's a poet mentor. And um, one of the things that he taught me is that um, artists are like they're like the doctors of emotion. Mm-hmm. In that, um, like when your car is broken. You go to a mechanic, and a mechanic will look at your car and tell you what's wrong with it. Uh, if you go to a doctor, and something in your body is 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 going wrong, a doctor will look at you and and do certain tests, and they'll find out what's going on. But if you want to know what emotionally is going on in your life, you go to a poet, mm. and a poet will mm. tell you why does your why why are you completely healthy but your heart aches. Wow. And the poet will tell you why. And a poet will tell you what's going on. And a poet will tell you what it looks like. Like it'll look like it'll it'll look like I don't know, it'll look like dark skies or it'll look like melted ice cream. And there's like all these different things are just like what the freak is you? like all these metaphors, but at the same time when you reflect on it, you're like, that's exactly what I'm wow. going through. 
So I, I love that in terms of poetry because it, it becomes kind of like you become the doctor of emotion. Yeah. You become just like I'm trying to diagnose what's going on with you because a lot of people don't think yeah. that way. A lot of people will try to like, why does this hurt? And I've had so many as a as a as as a what you call it as, as a youth minister. I've had so many people come up to me, Kuyupo, I don't know why he don't like me. And I was like, well, okay, let me <laughs> let me calm me down and I'm gonna tell you why. Uh, he just doesn't, he's not that into it. I was like, but like, there's a certain thing where you can go through the emotions and it helps you understand what people yeah. go through emotionally. It helps them understand how to walk through these emotions, what they're feeling, and to at least visualize yes. it so that when they see it, they're just like, okay, I yeah. get it. And, and I honestly, can get through I think, this. I think it's, it's, it's no coincidence for our generation why like churches have a certain aesthetic, why churches now today have a certain like, aesthetic in terms of like graphics like where they dress like the way the stage is set up like everything like even too like church merchandise like it's just it's so different compared to like when i was growing up or if i thought about it like the way church looked back in the day whatever but i think it's because like we're in we're in a critical space where so desperately want to connect people so desperately want to be able to communicate in these ways and like be understood and i think that like when you're able to kind of like channel your emotions and whatever it is to like visual or like whatever space that looks like as a church for like reaching more people because we're like we're just reaching the heartbeat of of like a generation we're reaching like you know the i think this like kind of Mm -hmm. um the the unspoken like ethos i guess or like mission that people kind of have Mm. And I think it's a really cool thing because I think that like as creative people who are Christian, it's like, I mean, the Holy Spirit kind of like gives you these feelings so like deep, deeply and powerfully. And it's a lot of the times it's like, a lot of the times I think a lot of it is to either one, like have more empathy for people or for yourself even, Mm -hmm. I don't know, or too i guess it could be just to really like channel that into something else and like pray for people do something with it um but i think that as creatives it's such a like a unseen weapon or like tool that we get to channel we get to tap into that resource because when we do that it's just it's just so organic and it's kind of like we're doing this beautiful dance with god in a way in which, I mean, obviously, I think that whatever profession you do or whatever thing you're doing, God wants to be a part of it. But I think that when you're creative, it's it's a little bit, it's a different feeling. It's like you're kind of dancing with God in a very intimate way, in an intimate space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like that. I kind of want to backtrack a little bit. Like I said, that poets are like doctors of emotions and we have to like channel like these emotions in order to create. How would you, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever had this experience where you had closure on something and it took you a long time to get closure on that thing, but then you you think of a project, whether that be a book or a poem or whatever, that you have to open that box again. And I was wondering if you've ever experienced that and if you have, like, how do you deal with that? Like having to open that box again and then how do you close it back (laughs) again, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, honestly, I I think that... It's hard. 
I'm trying to think of a couple of, I have a couple of examples, but I'm trying to think of one in particular. So I think that for me, um, like going through a breakup, um, I guess kind of weaning, like weaning myself off of like, I think that when you go through a breakup, like there's this period where like, you're just on a loop and you're like saying the same stuff to yourself, to your friends. And it's just like driving you insane. I think as well, like you're asking yourself the same questions, but like, for me, the questions were kind of already answered before the breakup. It's kind of weird. I don't know. But I guess like through the break breaking Mm -hmm. process, the questions were already kind of answered. Um, But I feel like in that space, though, a lot of the times I kind of would just like draw a lot and sketch a lot through it. And it wasn't like about this person or anything wasn't about it. But it was just like when I had the urge to do something creative, I would just do it. And I think that for me, Mm -hmm. it was like if I was to look at these sketches or whatever drawings like instantaneously after like a month or two or whatever afterwards, if I wasn't fully healed, it would like bring up these source but I think that like if I'm able to fully heal have the time and the space to like be at peace about terminating the relationship whatever it is and go back to look at these like drawings I'm able to I'm able to like you almost like laugh at it but oh okay that's just what it was or like I remember there's like this song that like um, it wasn't like our song, like, you know, our like air quote song, but I think that I kind of made it like our song, my mental image <laughs> and mental mood board. Yeah. And I remember like, if I heard that song, I would just like, turn it off. I'm like, I would go like <laughs> insane. And I was just like, yeah, I can't listen to this song ever again. Or I would like cry. And then like, but now if I listen to this song, I'm like, yeah. oh, it's a good song. Like I'm kind of laughing. I'll think about this person. But I won't, like, I don't know. I'll kind of be like, oh, like, it's so stupid. Like, why would I dedicate, like, why would I waste my time, like, dedicating this on to this person? Like, it was just so stupid. Like, <laughs> it's kind of, like, feeling like that, you know? Yeah. I, I go through the same, especially with the song thing. It's like, he sent me a song. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't listen to this song. And then when I listen to it, it's like, oh, it's actually a good song. Why did I, like, delay listening to this song? Delay. <laughs> oh, because he sent it to me. <laughs> and then all the feelings the rush back and whatever. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. The triggers. Why can't I turn off the radio? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick of Anyway, I hope we don't get. You know who's? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I hope we don't get copyrighted with this. Song. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're not gonna sing the whole thing. You know, okay, but but okay. I mean, speaking of all this, do you know who's not sick of love songs? Who? Yeah. <laughs> um, Adam, Adam Driver. <laughs> yeah, Angela. I mean to ask you, what is this obsession you have with uh, Adam Driver? <laughs> what is the? what is the origin of this yeah i don't know i mean okay so (laughs) let's let's go go into the deep psychological therapy for angela so i don't know just adam driver is just have you do you know who who he is have you seen a movie with adam driver yeah the black clansman have you experienced adam driver he's just a phenomenal actor yeah 
on a spiritual level. <laughs> we experienced him on a spiritual level. Mind, body, and soul. <laughs> no, he's just like, he's just, um, first of all, he's a great actor, comedy mm-hmm. and drama. So that aside, like, he's just very, like, he has this very quirky look to him. Because, yeah. okay, so a lot of people make fun of me because I love Adam Driver and I hate Brad Pitt. And people just don't understand that yeah. dichotomy. So it's like, Dude, I don't like fired. I don't like guys who know that, who everyone says that they're handsome. And they think um, that they're handsome, but they're not, really, if you really think about it. And then man, they're like, they, like, carry hard. this air to them. It's like, oh, you can't, like... But Adam Driver is like, he has this quirky look to him. First of all, he has great flowy hair and broad shoulders and whatever. But mm-hmm. he has like this quirky look to him that people won't be like, oh, he's like that stereotypical handsome guy. He's very quirky to it. Yeah, so it's it just like an interesting look. Yeah. Interesting psychology, though, behind like the Brad Pitt's, I guess, like what, like breaking it down the way you just did, like Amber. There was this guy, I think he was like a club promoter, and like I thought he was cute too, so I went. This was like before I was saved, so <laughs> pretty wreck. Um, but yeah, like so my friends and I went with this club promoter and stuff like that, and I was like, Yeah, he's really cute, and like he's like wasn't paying me any attention. I was like, What? Like, what's going on here? Like, why? And like my friend was like, Yeah, it's because he like knows he's like really good looking and yeah. I guess she was she was thinking that she was, she was also a psych major as well and she was saying to me well yeah like some guys who are like that they purposely want to be like the star in the relationship they purposely want to like be the only soul of attention yeah and so, I feel like Adam Driver yeah. is like the opposite of that like he doesn't want the attention on him and he was yeah. also in the military or the marines I mean so oh, wow. you know he's like he's like a legit mm-hmm. guy that wants to do good. So mm-hmm. and you, you know, think Brad Pitt isn't? <laughs> I think you know I don't want to get into it because you never know. Brad Pitt might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pitt's like I was but, gonna do the podcast, yeah. but <laughs> I will say this though. I will say this about Brad Pitt. He is a good producer. Like some of the movies oh, that he's produced yo, have been good. Absolutely. So he's also kind of been like what it, it looks like kind of like humble about it too like you don't see him like bragging about or like advertising himself like yeah i produced this i did this i did this but it's like this fire it's like this bomb of an amazing like film or tv show and it's like oh yeah and produced by brad pitt it's like what oh, yeah, okay yeah. brad pitt yeah, she's like the producer yeah, yeah. yeah oh no but we're we're team adam driver on this podcast yeah <laughs> oh we are yeah our previous podcast actually with grace um mm-hmm. We we did that thing where it's like you know who did this and she answered very sweetly Jesus. Oh, that is so Jesus was like, oh, yes. Wait, what is that game? And Adam Driver. <laughs> and Adam Driver. <laughs> yeah, but thank you guys for listening to this episode of Quenta Podcast. Thank you so much to Jahela for sharing her story and for being so articulate and eloquent and. Like I, I feel like I'm the one who's learned the most from these podcasts so far. So I'm just like that's why I want to like just listen to both of you guys. Um, but yeah, wow. thanks so much for having me. I feel like I learned actually more from you guys just like being here and seeing how this works and just hearing your stories and like even too just like how organic. I was so nervous. I was like, oh my goodness, like how am I gonna make this connect and like, <laughs> but it's worked out so yeah, yeah. all it is is conversation mm-hmm. so 
we just need more of those actually yeah. so mm -hmm. that's great thank you thank you once again for coming really blessed for you to uh, be here and Absolutely. share your story of how a pastor wrote on you yeah. <laughs> got tattooed by a pastor <laughs> there you go would you ever get more tattoos in the future oh probably not <laughs> mm -hmm. probably not maybe like a dot like something really small never. or like i don't know really small machine. you just need one more sleepless <laughs> night and then god's gonna just like i want you to get an entire back tattoo of this <laughs> a tramp yeah. tattoo <laughs> <laughs> tramp stamp yeah. before, yeah. we, before we get into more trouble thank you guys so much tune in next week again thank you bye-bye bye, -bye. Take care, god bless <laughs>